Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What does it mean to be black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as black experiences, you'll hear... It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. I'll have my friends over and the music video drops at midnight and we'll watch it. And it's just like, yeah, I think I have to be up to date on all of the things that are coming out, whether it's old or new at parties you know you go to youtube and you just play a youtube list and then on your television music videos are popping up popping up and then you can either you know join in conversation or you're kind of like judging and critiquing a music video to me it feels like my football or my basketball i love that Five, six, seven, eight. Yes, we're starting off a brand new Fanatics podcast with you on beat on time because it's that kind of episode. I am one of your co-hosts, David Magadoff, and always glad to be here with me is my most lovely podcast co-host, Miss Claire Kramer. Hi, Claire. I am always glad to be here with you, David. It's true. <laughs> I put that out there, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Wait, you know, it's like what you put out into the world, it comes back to you. What was that book, The Secret? Yes. Made millions of dollars off that philosophy. So I am always glad to be here with you. And I, you. And I am always glad to have $10 million. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, Let's see this, if that happens. Let's keep throwing this out there. <laughs> now, I liked your intro, but you did miss the downbeat. It's five, six, seven, eight, and one, two, three, four. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Because today, guess what we're talking about? We're talking about epic dance moments in music videos. Okay? And this is why you're my better co-host, Claire Kramer, because you made my intro better afterwards. This is why we are a team. You know, we are a team. You know the dancing. You got kids dancing it up. I just watch the darn things. And speaking of who also watches it, we have our guest today, Kent Boyd. You know him from Teen Beach Movie, Bunheads, of course, So You Think You Can Dance, and Pride House. Yeah, you can follow all his stuff on TikTok and Instagram, Pride House LA. They're doing amazing, beautiful things for the LGBTQ plus community. Guys, we're so happy to have him on, and we break it down. We break down all those wonderful music videos that you know and that you love. But let's break down Kent Boyd for a second. Uh, how cool is he, huh, Claire? 
I love him. And you know, what's really interesting is, you know, we said his, his credits for television and film, but he also is like an awesome choreographer that travels. He works with the Hollywood vibe tour. So the same conventions I'm going to with river, he's going to as a teacher teaching masterclasses. Like you can tell by talking to him, he's just one of those super creative guys, you know? And I love that. It makes me feel like I want to be more creative being around him. Yeah, he's a pretty infectious personality, and I, I've been friends with him for a, a while now. He's a really great, great guy. And, you know, there's people on TikTok, and they dance, and that's pretty much everybody. But then you get a guy like him and the friends that he has, and you're like, oh, this is this is the good stuff. <laughs> Nothing's right. better yeah, than no. seeing actual dancers and choreographers do the fun dances on TikTok. You're like, oh, that that is it. Why is anyone else doing it? Just have them do it. Yeah, why am I doing it? As <laughs> <laughs> I also think that I have style envy of Kent. So, you know, I just want to throw that out there. I really like the sweatshirt he was wearing on the podcast. <laughs> He's pretty fresh. He's pretty fresh. All right, guys, speaking of fresh, enjoy. Enjoy. Who's the better dance group? Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Oh my gosh. Well, depends on which album and depends on which member. Because I do think that they're both extremely talented. I feel like JC was really like uh, hidden underneath. And I felt like he was really strong in terms of kind of the way he moved. And obviously, Justin, you know, there's just no one has his footwork. But I think overall, when it comes to groups, I kind of liked Backstreet Boys, like, kind of bounce, but it, uh, I felt like I kind of liked Instinct's music better. So I'd have to say Backstreet Boys with their moves. You know, it's funny you mentioned Justin's footwork. I always thought he would be a great tap dancer. I was like, he's got it all. He's got the ankle movements. He can totally get in there, like, throw some tap shoes on that guy, get him on Broadway. <laughs> Oh, my God. He would be so good on Broadway. He's always gliding and doing all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm sure he's done some some tapping. I feel like he would look good in a tux. Even when he did, like, the 2020 and it felt old school and was with the Tennessee Titans, like, like that could have been an era for him to kind of open up that genre. But uh, we'll see what, we ha- what he has in the future. I mean, like, there's got to be a La La Land Two, maybe he could exactly. Be I mean, he's always reinventing himself. Okay, before we go any further, Kent, you were on to talk about your fanaticism of epic dance sequences in music videos. So, give us a couple examples. Let's define that. Okay, I would have to say one of the most like underrated and one of the most epic, I think, moments in music videos when I realized, like, oh my god. What is this art form? You know, I love music. I love listening to music. I'm obviously a dancer and and half of what I do is based upon the music. But it was Bjork in It's Oh So Quiet. That whole scene where she's uh, going through, I think it's, is it like a car salesman or a tire situation? And it's this, all of this movie magic just starts to happen. It's kind of like, you know, in your favorite cinema movies where they have that dance break, but in the music video, we get it the entire time. And I just felt like that was when I was like, whoa, what is this world? You know, people producing and creating these three minute epic dance numbers. And it, it was just designed so beautifully, layered with all of these dancers. And that song is, you know, so iconic in terms of how it starts out really slow. And then when she hits that big chorus, it's humongous. I, 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 you can't watch it 
and not smile or not want to, you know, try to learn the steps. I think that, I think that was like one of those things that felt like, oh, this is, I love this. Why do I love this? Oh, it just feels so good. So that was your origin story. Yeah. 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 I do believe it was one of my like first times seeing something on like MTV or where, wherever it was and just kind of freaking out. And I was like, who is Bjork? Like, who is this? She was like kind of like the precursor to all this because music videos were just getting, they were just evolving, you know? And I think this is around the time she did that feature, Dancer in the Dark, which was oh. amazing. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh my gosh. Go go tonight, Kent. And then you and you've then earned come yourself back. a Bjork deep dive. I'm scared of Bjork's deep dive because you can get lost. Oh, it's a she plays like a factory worker who's going blind and she escapes through music and all her all these epic like sequences are her dreams of what she sees for herself. Anyway, watch it. We'll talk about it on another mm-hmm. podcast because this is about epic dance sequences in music videos. Bjork is a first example. When you told me that you were gonna come on and talk about this, I thought of Michael Jackson thriller. Like that was like kind of Of course. Yeah. Of course. I have learned literally the original, like, I feel like it was maybe like before the pandemic, there was a huge class in Burbank where they taught the original choreography and some of the dancers that were in the music video and we're all like twitching our head and doing the moves and everyone came dressed up. And it's just, again, it's one of those moments where dance and music have combined and created these super fans and anything where people can remember steps and like come together for a big flash mob i'm like what did you do to me like you have somehow hypnotized me into learning this sequence of patterns and thriller is exactly that Mm -hmm. michael jackson is is iconic and and the way he moved um it was just kind of i don't know addicting and and so easy to watch and all of his all of his music videos Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Do you find yourself can't recreating a lot of the music videos that you love? Because what's fun here is yeah. you're a dancer. A lot of times we'll have someone on and they'll talk about what they love, but they can't do the thing that they love. They just are fans of it. You actually can dance. So it's this is tricky. I feel like you can actually watch the music video and now all of a sudden you're tapping your feet, you're standing up, you're putting it on a TikTok and you can actually do the fucking thing. So do you do it a lot or are you just like, no, that needs to be left in the music video? Oh yeah, I am. I am recreating. And not only am I recreating on like myself, 
I'll teach it and I'll, I'll, I'm traveling and teaching on dance conventions and I'm trying to create these moments. I'm trying to block these moments with kids and, and using references as these music videos because it's so easy for, for someone to YouTube Bjork or YouTube Michael Jackson and they can easily digest it. So I'm always trying to like create some type of music video magic moment all the time. Like literally it's my bread and butter. Like that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I mean, I've had some experience creating those moments and some really, I mean, being on a music video set is, it's interesting. It's interesting. And I'm excited for more. Uh, But the ones that I have been involved in, like, I don't even know how it happened, but it was quite interesting. So yeah, I'm always trying to recreate them. It's funny that you say that about teaching kids at conventions. My daughter's a dancer. And for choreography, to learn quick choreography, I'm like, put on music videos. Teach yourself the set from this and the set from this since that's such a skill set for that group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and I find nowadays, like, where was I? I was just in Cleveland and we were obviously working on some type of trend. I think it was was like High School Musical 3 or 2 or whatever. And these kids, honestly, they pick up like crazy fast. I'm like, whoa, like uncomparable to what it was like back in the early 2000s when I was the student at the convention. But where they do not know what's happening is this idea of like camera blocking. And that's where I feel like in Bjork's music video, it was timing is everything. And you have to like kind of like place these people in it feels almost like a little like Olympic game or a sport or whatever it is, because it's all about what can fit into the camera. And it's all about making sure you're not blocking yourself or the person behind you. I feel like that is also the most difficult part about being on a job for a music video is just watching the frame and making sure that all of that magic is being absorbed and being seen. And, and I think like that's the biggest challenge because it's hard to think of yourself through the lens while dancing. It almost feels like one of those lucid dreams. Mm-hmm. Kent, how much do you find yourself on YouTube just watching these music videos? Is it a daily thing? Is it a weekly thing? Are you just looking for stuff? Are you asking friends? Every Thursday. Every Thursday, I, I always watch the new drops. There was just the new, what was it? The Dua Lipa and Megan Thee Stallion Sweetest Pie by Dave Myers. And I love his work. He's done a lot of like Ariana Grande. And it was it's very like cinematic. It's very edited. I'll have my friends over and the music video drops at midnight and we'll watch it. And it's just like, yeah, I think I have to be up to date on all of the things that are coming out, whether it's old or new. At parties, you know, you go to YouTube and you just play a YouTube list and then on your television, music videos are popping up, popping up. And then you can either, you know, join in conversation or you're kind of like judging and critiquing a music video. To me, it feels like my football or my basketball. I love that. And as a choreographer, let's say you're going to an event and they they give you free reign. You teach a sequence, do whatever, whatever you want. What do you draw inspiration from? Will you like watch some of the videos, take a move from here, take a move from there, put together your own sequence? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm always, I mean, like as an artist and as like watching all of these music videos, even with like bringing up that Dua Lipa, Megan Thee Stallion, like their reference was, I think, Hansel and Gretel. They're not coming up with potentially new ideas. They're just reinventing a classic nursery rhyme or whatever it is. And that's something that I think as a choreographer, your best 
feature, your best trait is kind of like mixing two genres that have never been together. So it's like, how can I mix, you know, Dua with Bjork? Because maybe potentially that magic hasn't been exposed yet. So it's it's hard because sometimes we're going to want to try to like reinvent the wheel or recreate this angle or, or, or find this yellow dress to match the same energy from this music video. But I just, I find what, what's original is just thinking of two very simple concepts and then trying to stitch them together in a, in a quilt that hasn't been made yet. Mm-hmm. And how important in the video experience as the viewer is the background, the setting, the location of the sequence? I think it's everything because well, it also depends on I always I'm, I'm doing this, too, because it's like I have to watch these music videos through many different eyes. Like, obviously, I start with my own eyes, but then I have to jump into the normal kind of I call them muggles or like the people that maybe don't potentially aren't looking at the blocking or the sequencing but are just kind of looking at the grand vibe or the scheme of things. And those little nuances of having like, like another amazing epic music video is Weapons of Choice by Fatboy Slim and how him dancing around, Christopher Walken dancing around and having kind of that play and that easy demeanor going through all of these situations. Like, how do you recreate, you know, that vibe? And I'll get it so many times when people are sending me treatments for music videos. It's like this meets that. And it's like that essence, that vibe is so crucial. So when you have those extras or those people that potentially aren't even doing the sequence but are watching. The back line. You to, yeah. yeah, you have to direct that tone, too, because it plays in the overall energy of everything. That is my favorite music video of all time, Weapons of Choice yeah. with Christopher Walken. It is the most charming thing to watch him by himself dance and fly. It is makes me so happy. It's magic. It gives magic to everyone, like everyone who watches it. I want to know now, like, what makes you happy? Like, you know, I, I know you're going around, you're doing these conventions. Like, when you're watching these music videos, is it because one person, like a Christopher Walken, is having the greatest time in the world? Do you like it when there is a 20, 30-person flash mob? Like, let's go between small groups of people and large groups of people. Which one gets you going? Oh, man. I think they both do. It's always nice. Like right now, I'm I'm into big flash mobs. Why? I th- I think it's because potentially I have access to 600 kids. So I'm like, mm, what can I do that's right in front of me? Oh, I have literally the most talented kids who can recite choreography in a blink of an eye. So I'm like, how can I create these huge moments? You know, then I think about uh, like Chandelier with Maddie Ziegler and it's just her. And it's just like, oh yeah, like, it can be both. And I do feel like when it is those solo moments, the performer is so strong. It, it, it kind of transcends, I think. So I like them both. But I think for right now, when it comes to like creating content, I'm like, give me everyone and their mom and put them in front of this camera and let's watch them move. I love that. You know, you talk about solo performances. Do you remember when Pink did like the silks at the VMA? Was it the VMAs or I can't remember, but that was so iconic. And I was like, oh my God, she is such a badass. I love that. No, Pink is crazy. So strong. Even in that other one where she was like out in the desert, you got to get up and try. I think try. Yes. She was yes. She's so strong. Like literally doing like Cirque du Soleil stunts while she's belting out these 
beautiful notes. Like again, one of those performers that I feel like will is a little underrated, but will never go away. And I feel like it'll be one of those people that we just kind of look after and just kind of like remember all the content she created because again another really dynamic performer whether she's doing comedy like i just remember her on her lawnmower back in the day like being like all kind of hardcore <laughs> talking about her ex and then you know you see her kind of transition into this really kind of deep and vulnerable mother i just watched her documentary too and she's like floating around the stadium in a harness and it's just like I the things her. that they can do yeah yeah no, technology has advanced like the in concert experience as well, you know, as the music video experience. If you are introducing a friend who's really never watched any of these dance sequences, what are the top three or four you're going to show them? Uh, AKA me. <laughs> I'm going to, well, you've already seen Weapons of Choice. I, have. I think a really fun one to kind of grab. Uh, I think like the male audience, I think is because uh, it's so easy looking, but actually I think like technically really challenging has to be the one where they're on treadmills. Um, okay, go. Okay, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it goes again, I think. So many people try to replicate that. And I think it's just because they make it look so easy. And so effortless with the, and I love treadmills. I mean, like who wouldn't want as a choreographer want to play with this like idea of levitating and walking in place or allowing these kind of conveyor belts. Like anytime there are these epic props that can make like movement feel fantastical, I think that that's going to be like a really fun one to, to kind of show people. So Fatboy Slim, OK Go. And let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. One more. And it's probably got to be something like, super super iconic and epic and large i'm trying to think oh well if we want to take like reference to like right now i mean i really like <laughs> little nas x i think what he does in terms of a group ensemble piece in a prison or wherever it is like he takes you full fantasy in a whole different world and then executes like amazing content that i think is really relevant for right now so Probably the one, call me what you want. Call me what mm -hmm. you, yeah, the one where he's going to hell on a stripper pole. I'm like, yeah, that yes. is insane. Number one musician or band you would like to choreograph for and why? I feel like it would be awesome to work with Sia because like Bjork, like very colorful, very fantastical, but then uses like a dance icon. Like I think that's, really cool the fact that she has this kind of person to step into all of her music videos so then being able to work with maddie which she's so capable she's so strong her vocabulary and her understanding of her body would be probably a, a dream for a choreographer mm -hmm. and i think sia's music is so epic you know so you could potentially fill in it with so many people or have those, you know, whimsical shots that just kind of fill up the screen or float away. So Sia would be fun to work with, but then I would be working with Maddie. So I think that that would be fun. Mm -hmm. Which one would you love to put yourself into? If you could just oh. go back to the future DeLorean. Oh my goodness. Ran right into, and you could just go back in time. Wowzers. Like the Tony Awards growing up inspired me. And then music videos inspired me. And one of the, like one of the first ones I ever saw was Christina Aguilera's, come on over baby. 
And it was just this simple set. But I remember there was all of these dancers that I used to take from a convention, like Tice Diorio or Roman or, or a Sky, all these dancers. It felt like a, what is it, a Target commercial before Target commercials happened. And it was, <laughs> it was just, again, you know, you see Christina have a partnering moment. And then you see all of these like little solo pop-up moments of people spinning and twirling on their heads. And then they have this Buzzley Berkeley entrance on these staircases that just seems so fun and and that song is so fresh and like I always love a, a fan moment and and it just feels so alive and and I, I feel like that would be a, a fun one to be in as well if they could take me back oh yeah no and we'll, and we'll bring you back we'll bring you back here too after uh, yeah. you after you do I'll be a little we'll bring, bring back in the present yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you date because I always like asking this is it very important to show the other in your life music videos is this a very important part of needing to be with you or are you okay if they're like yeah it's not for me i'm totally fine if it's not for them but i feel like they if they have to just participate <laughs> if they don't like it that's that's totally fine because I, I know like i don't you know not everyone's gonna like the same movement or you know, and also my connection to music videos or my love for them is so diverse so i can't i, I don't expect them to have like the same passion that i do but I definitely want them to watch and see from beginning to end because it's a music video. That's the best part about it. It can't. It's not no longer than four minutes, so they just have to give me the time. Yeah, and it matters to you. Yeah, that's the thing. It matters to you, and you want them to, to enjoy know, it too. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can you think off the top of your head of a music video where maybe the song wasn't so great, but the dancing was fantastic, and you're like, Ooh. oh, that that kind of like wasted all these moves on that song. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that happens a lot. Even like, <laughs> like, I, or it's even sometimes in reverse. I feel like I'll, I'm always really kind of underwhelmed by Selena Gomez because there was like a like talky talky when that came out. And I was like, oh man, this song is so universal, like giving me Shakira vibes, like everyone and their mom could listen to this all around the world. But then you kind of watch the performance and it just feels so flat, but you have all these dancers like around in trees like giving their life away and i and i feel like that happens all the time too it's like these dancers will do all the sequence and then it'll get cut or it won't be shown or there was like another i feel like carrie underwood had a really epic contemporary moment i think it was something in the water where all these mm -hmm. dancers it kind of reminded me of shania twain who had another where they were like the violins and tap dancing in water it gave me that impression and i feel like it just some, sometimes it just doesn't work and sometimes it just feel, falls flat but I, that happens i feel like all the time in in the art world like it, you just never mm -hmm. know what the perfect blend is and i feel like when we were talking about the overall vibe is so important that it kind of still stays genuine and authentic or they're trying to force something. You can always kind of feel that. What's the feeling you get after watching one of these? Do you sit there and kind of stare at the screen for an extra two minutes? I would say if it's like a happy one, I always feel fresh. I always feel like wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'm like, whoa, like this is the purpose of life. Like this feels hmm. so fun and easy and you know you don't question things and you just kind of bop your head it feels to me like sometimes it's like that old like american vintage tale of like the 50s it's just like 
yeah, life is sweet. Life is good. And then I feel like for those moments that are, are heavy and deep, you're like, you're just in, in awe of the beauty or you, you become completely infatuated with that artist. Like you admire them. And I feel like if it's a good one, you're just left positive. You're not like critiquing, you know, that's the thing too. If I'm, if I'm judging a, a piece or if I'm watching a number, it's good if I don't say anything. Like, I'm like, oh, then it did its job. If I don't have anything to say, if I'm not like hung up on the fact that, you know, this person missed this count or something, like, then that means to me, I'm like, they understood the assignment and they have captured the energy. I love that. I love that. So my question sort of builds on that a little bit. When I am watching like my kids play soccer or when I'm watching my daughter dance, I cannot just stand or sit there. Like my feet are moving, like especially they're just kind of moving. So when you're watching this stuff, are you are you moving your body a little bit too? Are you are oh. you feeling it? I mean, when the WAP challenge came out, I absolutely tried to WAP. Like again, like there are those moments that make you dance and I think that's why I'm here it's like I want to I want to be around those moments I want to create those moments anything that would make a, a human want to tap their feet or wiggle their butt I want to be that reason or I want to be a part of that reason I want you to make me wiggle my butt so hard Kent yeah exactly <laughs> I feel like I could do it I feel like I could do it David I feel like I could make you uh, dreams come true. Uh, <laughs> if you find a good one, do you rewatch it? And like, if so, how many times? It depends. I mean, I, I love the fact that even like when given a treatment of something and they have all of these references, you definitely do just kind of break it down and study it and try to, again, understand the assignment. But when I feel like I love something genuinely just like, randomly finding something and, and connecting to it, I will watch it on repeat for maybe like the next hour just to try to get it in and see it and digest it and understand it. And then you just kind of micromanage all these moments and see what they think or, yeah, I'm, I'm on repeat. Like when I'm obsessed with a song, like I'm listening to it the entire four hour flight. Like I don't change. I'm on just that song. And then I'll do as many, like, I'll, I'll do as many scenarios as possible. I'll think of it this way or that way or this way, just to see what fun can come from it. But yeah, music videos, I'm, those moments, like, I'm just watching them over and over again. I feel like when the artist, the singer in the music video really nails the dancing, it elevates the whole experience. I feel like a musician is a better artist when they're expressing themselves two ways through dance and through singing versus only singing. You know, it just, I don't know. It immediately makes me think of like the whole debacle between like single ladies and Beyonce and then like Adele and her singing a ballad. It's like, you know, they're both beautiful, but it's like, for me, I'm like, I want to watch Beyonce hit all of this choreo and belt at the same time. But, you know, then from Adele, I feel like you get those moments where she's, they call it like parking and barking. Mm -hmm. She parks and then she barks. But but then that would allow for maybe someone else to come in and do the dance. They're both valid, but I definitely love that Beyonce can do both. Absolutely. I mean, she can. talk about great 
entry point music videos, Destiny's Child yeah. has some of like the most epic stuff going on. Yeah, like that's when I felt like I fell in love was like Survivor and Bootylicious or the one where they're like uh, transferring from room to room. Yes, I forget what that one was called. But again, that is why I'm like, yeah, you get beautiful colors and costumes. And then it just feels like a production. It feels like a dance number. And I'm like, yeah, a high budget dance number with beautiful people. I'm sold. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Where's the popcorn? Entry point for someone who's never watched any dance sequence in a music video. What's the one you're going to recommend? Weapons of choice first. Yep. Just to get them moving, feeling easy. Because it's not as intimidating because it kind of feels a little bit more approachable, but still wild. And then we can build up to those moments where there's like choreo in every step. I also like... I feel like if we want to take it back to like the early 2000s, I was really obsessed with girl groups, obviously. And there was a girl group called 3LW, which I think stood for Three Little Women. Okay. And it was with two of the original Cheetah Girls, if you ever remember yes. them with like Raven Simone. Yes. I loved 3LW because it, it was these three black, gorgeous, strong women, and they were young and cute. And it just felt so nostalgic and they would just put them in like a block in Brooklyn and you would see these girls just kind of confidently strut their stuff, living their day to day life, saying no to boys. And like that to me, like is a simple concept, but like embodies confidence. Like you can tell people how to be confident, but when you give them a visual of someone actually portraying it. Uh, it just kind of makes sense. I was like TLC. Remember TLC? No yes, scrub. TL- uh-huh. like, I can't tell you how often my girlfriends and I would listen to that song, them like, and just like feel great about ourselves. And even with like, again, like why TLC is so iconic is because not only did they have like embody that empowerment, but they also started fashion trends. And that's where mm-hmm. I think music videos can also, because it's a visual, we get to see these people move and we get to see these people, you know, wear items and we have amazing wardrobe and stylists that can kind of persuade pop culture or the time. And it's so interesting to see how like TLC kind of changed how people dressed and and kind of presented themselves. Yeah. Can't. This has been amazing. We had a whole episode <laughs> on K-pop where we totally deep dove into the fashion Ooh. of things. And I almost feel like we could <laughs> start to do that with you. Oh, yeah. Why do you think, this is where I put my therapist hat on every episode. If you've never thought about it, I'd like this to be the moment. Why do you think you love these epic dance moments? Obviously, it's your job. Obviously, you're very good at it. Obviously, you do enjoy it. But why? Why do you think this is such hitting a moment for you in that Bjork video? Why is it that you, you know, keep coming back to this and it, like you said, makes you bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, makes you feel better about life, gives you hope? (laughs) What is it hitting? What is it maybe, has there ever been like a void almost in something? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like life is is a game, (laughs) a big, fun, happy game, and when you can get all of these people to agree and play together, I think that's what I love about it. I think it makes me feel not alone. It makes me feel like a part of a community, especially when working on set or even when watching all of these people have to have had 
prep and have to have had uh, hours and hours and days and days of of understanding the lighting and the costuming and, and they put all of this all the stuff that was in people's brains down on paper and then it breathes life with dance to me i feel like why i love it is because everyone is playing and i like when people play yeah and it sounds like you lean into the idea it's the best of us yes it's like the best moment or it's just a very exaggerated moment or it's a it's a happy moment or a sad moment like it does a good job of capturing the essence of whatever vibe they're trying to portray and i think you know i'm a visual learner like i love looking at things and i think music videos do that they transport you into a world and you can get lost there it's community it's cooperation yeah equality acceptance yeah. unity it's, it's, it's quality the, yeah it's the best of us that's beautiful well it's like you know if you're teaching a sequence or whatever, it's the great equalizer. Everyone's all of a sudden the same. They're learning at the same, you know what I mean? It equalizes everyone. So I love that. Exactly. 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 Rain on me. Yeah. Before we get in the love letter, can you tell me where did this move, where did the grabbing from the sky pull uh, down move come from? I just feel like a lot of the times movement, I don't even know where it comes from. You know, like I'm like, Oh, let's think postmodern, Gene Kelly, you know, White Christmas or wherever you want to go. But a lot of the times, like, I think it's just visual, you know, like I think like seeing like someone pull up and then push through, maybe like it reminds them of birth. I don't Ooh. know. I think people just pick Ooh. things that have a, a clear visual or a beginning and an end. To me, like a pull up feels Almost like it embodies like something like, yes, I've done it or victory or overcoming something. I think, I think, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's I love that. solid. That is solid ideas. I like that. <laughs> Kent, if you'd be so kind, this was an absolute joy. Could you regale us with a love letter to that <laughs> which you love? Dear epic dance moments and music video history. I am so grateful for your existence. I'm so grateful for your time and the budget and all the magic that you've created in my life. It's given me inspiration. It's given me, what is it when, when you see something so, so admirable that it gives you purpose because it's something that you have to work for or you have to really, it looks so challenging, you know, to create those moments. So thank you for being that, that challenge because life is all about finding those challenges and, and trying to rise to that occasion. And thank you for making, you know, the world feel calm or safe or happy or sad because without those moments, without those reflective moments, it's, it's hard, you know, and I think music videos and dancing brings light and joy and or whatever the purpose of those movements are. I'm, I'm just grateful that we can express. I'm grateful that we have you as an outlet. Love, Kent. <laughs> Woohoo! Absolutely fantastic. Love it. Awesome. That was great, Kent. Thank that you. Really thank, you. thank you. I, that was such a fun podcast. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Don't you just want to dance now, David? Come on. I almost asked Kent, like, what is the David Magadoff music video look like? Like, I don't know. Do you have a theme song? Like a song you play when you're amping up for an audition or you're amping up for like, I don't know, a a fast-paced walk with your wife? (laughs) (laughs) I do have fast-paced walks with my wife. I love the moment. This this is kind of a cheat answer. I love the moment. I cried during La La Land at the very beginning when they all get out of their cars and start dancing on the highway. That, to Mm -hmm. me is like a music video because I actually did not like the movie La La Land. I'm so sorry, everybody, but I did not. But the first, that opening scene was one of my favorite moments in cinematic history because to me, and I think you're going to agree, Claire, and I definitely know Ken agrees, what we learned from him is the greatest expression that one can give is singing, dancing, doing it together, and full movement. Because that's what I've always said about musicals, right? The idea is, or I've always said, none of you have ever heard. But when I talk to my friends about musicals, <laughs> it's the idea of- In your own, in your David world? Yeah, in my own little brain. <laughs> you can't express it in any better, bigger, more possible way than singing it and dancing it. That is the most a human being, like me and my anim- anatomical form can do, right? So- I think that's why Kent loves these music videos so much. And that's why I love that La La Land moment. To me, it's just like an opening music video that, I, and the rest of the movie, forget about it for me. But just seeing everyone get out of their cars and be free and have fun and dance together, it's about the communal experience is the greatest part of life for me. I do love the Christopher Walken music video, but getting a group of people together to do the same thing joyously, come on. Right. Well, the thing about dancing is, and it's hard to describe if you have not been a dancer, but it maybe is akin to like, if you're a marathon runner or if you're, you know, a distance swimmer, there's something about when you are moving your body and like connecting with your body in a different way that you don't get from acting, that you don't get from just plain singing. You know, it's a way to tap into like deep locked up emotions and feelings And that's what makes it so powerful. Later in life, I found that same thing with my yoga practice when I'm practicing, which is not now, (laughs) but I need to. That's why it's so important, I feel, you know, because that's the only way to really, like, as an artist, you tap into a different layer of yourself when you're physically moving, you know? A lot of times when I am acting for any role, a procedural, doesn't matter, I'll be getting ready to go on camera and I'll be like jumping up and down or I'll be, you know, moving myself around to get that physical feeling of like my whole body before you go in. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It makes total sense. 
we're learning from this podcast, or it's, we're, we're tapping into rather just that wonderful thing of there's seven million ways in which a human being, or rather, there's only six ways in which a human being can express themselves. Right? You can paint, you could draw, you could speak, you can move, you could blink, but all of these things need to happen sometimes. Sometimes we think it's just I need to talk. No, sometimes you're not going to actually be able to express something until you dance. <laughs> And I, I love that. I love that Kent reminded us of that. And dance is having a real moment in this decade. Like, yeah. I think that if I were growing up now, I probably would have pursued dance. I loved it on a different level than I love acting. But the opportunities, I feel, weren't there as a dancer. It was basically music videos. That was it. Now, you know, there's conventions. There's so much like all the television that's being produced around dance. So I, I'm happy for this young generation that gets to grow up experiencing the infusement of dance into mainstream media. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It is. Speaking of cool guys, Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please follow, like, subscribe, whatever verbs that you use. Use all the verbs. Hit the five stars. Follow Kent and his joyous world on the social media. You'll be a happier person for it. Definitely follow Claire Kramer. That's for sure. And you can follow me too. Guys, dance like you've never danced before today. And we'll see you next Thursday. (laughs) Bye-bye. And next week on Fanatics, we have Augustus Prue coming on. Of course, you know him from the Borges special, the morning show, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. And Augustus is coming on to talk about his love of trains, not planes, not automobiles, but trains, all types of trains. It's a super fun episode. See you guys next Thursday. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Five, six, seven, eight. Put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Don't, don't try, try to hide, hide during the electric, electric slide. slide. It's not your fault if you do the waltz. It's thriller time. Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.